Welcome to another episode of Sharing Your Story. In today's story, this is Amanda's story. Amanda, give us an introduction, background, and also if you want what you do for work. All right. Um, when I'm, obviously, my name's Amanda. <laughs> um, I live in Arizona. I've lived in the Phoenix area pretty much my whole life. I don't really work right now, but I have a long history working with kids, um, specifically special needs children. And right now, I actually, I guess, would be considered a freelance artist. <laughs> uh, most of my art is of drag queens, actually. And it's been pretty good. <laughs> uh, besides that, I mean, that's about it. <laughs> is your most memorable or cherishable moment? Um, probably the time that I went fishing with my grandpa when I was like seven. I had, we went fishing all the time, but one time I was with him and we were in the boat and I cast my line all the way across the lake and got it stuck in a bush. <laughs> So we had to take the boat to the other side of the bush, the other side of the lake, get the, he got out of the boat to get the hook out and the boat stopped. He's like, Mandy, get the boat, get the boat. I was like, I don't know what to do. I'm seven years old. So he gets out and he's trying to like get the boat going again since he had gotten back in. At that point, back in the water now, trying to get the boat started. Well, the boat starts with me in it. It is going down the lake. <laughs> and he's like, Mandy, stop the boat, stop the boat, stop the boat. And I'm like, oh, I don't know what to do. I'm crying. <laughs> I'm like, what are we doing? Finally, the boat just like stops because whatever was wrong with it messed up again. And he swims like, halfway across the lake to get back in the boat and he just sits there for like 10 minutes he goes dang nabbit mandy how does this crap always happen to us i don't know <laughs> but it was pretty funny because like my grandpa and i always got along really well and most of our stories went that way went that way where it was fun shenanigans and then fun again <laughs> What is your biggest regret in life? Spending too much time on people that don't deserve it. Um, when I was a kid, I was very much taught that my feelings didn't matter and that everyone else's feelings were more important, that you were just supposed to make people happy and appease them. And in my adult life, that's definitely been a thing like either in relationships or with my family where I've put them first even though it made me unhappy because that's what I was always taught to do and that's what I was always doing as a kid so 
I have definitely gotten better at it, but I still feel bad when I do things for myself, even though it's not selfish at all, <laughs> because that's always how they made me feel about it was if you do something for yourself and you're a selfish person, you should always do things for me, do things for other people. <laughs> What you wish you could tell people about yourself, but don't. I'm pretty open, I feel like. If people ask me something, I don't have a problem answering it. I don't really think there's anything that I, like, definitely would never tell anybody. If somebody asks me a question, I'll answer it. I'll be honest about it. I have no shame. <laughs> Top three, but if you don't have three, that's okay. Struggles you've had in your life. Um. Well, first would probably be just physically. I've had two spinal surgeries. <clears throat> One when I was 12 and another when I was like 20 turning 21. And as a young person, it gets really irritating having people basically assume you're lying or you're overreacting because they can't physically see anything wrong with me because, you know, it's under a shirt. All my scars are on my back. Nobody can see it. I don't have a hump anymore. So people just assume that you're overreacting or you're lying or you're really not in as much pain as you say you're in. Um, and I think that's why I underplay it a lot. Like I'm in a state of somewhat discomfort pretty much all the time, but I never complain about it because I see it as I can walk. I could be in a wheelchair. So, <laughs> uh, so that's definitely been a struggle just because of a, other people, but also the, just like work and school too. Like it's kind of unbelievable that it's so hard to just get a high back chair in a classroom or at work for me to be able to sit for long periods of time. Like it's really not that hard to get like a computer desk chair for me to sit in, <laughs> but School and work always seems to make it a great feat for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> um, second would probably be just struggles with my family. I always feel like it's them before me. Um, a little bit of what I was talking about before, which is just I come last. My feelings don't matter. Um, everybody else is more important, that kind of thing. I wouldn't say that it's affected my self-esteem or like how I look at myself any because I've kind of taken more from it. I don't want to be like that. So I'm always nice to people and try to be the best person I can be because I don't want to be like that. <laughs> um, And then... 
I guess third would just be like not speaking up for myself a lot because I definitely will go to bat for someone else and like fight somebody for somebody else but I won't do it for myself <laughs> definitely one of those people so I've been trying to get better at I guess being more assertive and just saying no to people <laughs> Three proudest moments you've had in your life. All right. So the first one would probably be when I was volunteering in a kindergarten classroom and there was a little boy from Russia. And his his parents did not speak any English. So he was in a new country, a new school with all English speakers, and he and his family did not know English at all. <clears throat> so every day for the whole year, I would take him aside, just him, and work one-on-one -on -one with him on the computer to teach him how to read and write. And by the end of the year, he was able to have whole conversations with people, and he knew his whole alphabet, and he knew how to read and write for the most part, well, at a kindergarten level. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> the second one would probably be, I recently graduated, um, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I really struggled to get there because it was a bachelor's degree and I've been in school since 2010 on and off because of health problems. And I was at the point, there was many times during the journey that I was like, I'm just not going to finish. I'm not going to get there. It's not going to happen. <laughs> but I finished. I finished with a 3.9 GPA. And I got them honor cords. Got to flex a little bit. <laughs> and then let's... <clears throat> Number three... Would honestly probably be when I left a 10-year relationship. I was with somebody for 10 years and it was horrible. Like I was basically like a mother, like he was my son, not my boyfriend because I just took care of him all the time and I paid for everything and I was like I worked two jobs and went to school full time while he just sat at home and did nothing. And finally, and I was over it well before I left, but I felt like I didn't have anywhere to go. But finally, I was just like, I'm done with this. I need to do something that's for me. <laughs> I'm done having the mentality of, well, I've spent so much time on this, I need to work on it. And just left because I don't deserve that. And I know I don't. <laughs> A story, a story you feel is most important to you that you want to share. So, I grew up with your classic evil stepmother from Cinderella, like that style of bullshit. Um, 
she was just always horrible to me. Like when I was six, she told me straight up to my face, like, I'll never love you because you're not mine. And like, that's pretty powerful thing is I was six and I believe that like, I still remember it. <laughs> Um, but she was always like saying stuff like that. She like just was all around honestly abusive. And for a long time, I didn't see it that way because I was so used to it. And it wasn't until I got older that, and I was actually training to be a psychologist instead of what I'm doing now, <laughs> was like, oh, wow. That was like, it's, there's not just physical abuse, like, that was a thing, too, but, like, there's verbal and mental abuse, all right, <laughs> um, and I spent a long time, pretty much my whole childhood, just, like, desperately trying to get her to like me and to, to be okay with me, and one day, which didn't happen until I was in high school, I just, realized you know what's the point in trying to get someone who has no interest in having a relationship with you to have a relationship with you so why should I waste my time being upset over someone who could care less about me being upset about it <laughs> so I stopped trying to appease her I stopped trying to get her to like me and I know a big reason why I did that was because I wanted to make my dad happy because my dad, like more than anything in the world, just wanted us to get along. There was a Christmas where he broke down and was like, all I want for Christmas is for you two to get along. And like he was crying and like I was upset because, you know, my dad's crying. My stepmom could care less, which really made me mad. But... Yeah, I always tried to get along with her and appease her because I wanted to basically give my dad what he wanted, which was for us to get along. But I had to realize one day that she had no interest in it. It wasn't going to happen. It has to go both ways. <laughs> give us a reflection on where you are today and what your future looks like to you. I mean, I feel like I'm kind of at a new start point. I have been single for the last year. Um, from high school all the way until a year ago, I was just basically playing house, to be honest. Uh, I was kind of like a prisoner in my own home. I wasn't allowed to go anywhere. I didn't get to have friends like I was just in my apartment playing games my cats <laughs> and a boyfriend who liked to tell me what to do all the time when he had no right to um and like I said just graduated so I feel like I'm really at a like turning point where I can kind of do whatever I want I <laughs> At the moment, I'm just looking between two different things. Like, I really want to go off on my own and either move somewhere else here in the valley in Phoenix, just out of the area that I've grown up in, more towards the city, 
or there's also a possibility that I could go teach English in Korea for a year. So either one, I think, will be somewhat of an adventure for me. I've never really been out of this, like, 10, 15-mile radius that I live in. So anything I do will be something different and exciting, I think. Give us your closing statement. I guess just like your family doesn't necessarily have to be blood. Um, this last year, I've definitely learned that my friends can be my family, that I don't need to take all the the crap I do from from family so remember you can kind of choose your family you don't necessarily need to put up with things just because they're your blood relatives uh, also don't let people tell you how to live your life <laughs> that goes for if you want to move what kind of relationship you want to have friendships like, you control your life, do what you want, and take some time for yourself. I mean, I've spent almost 30 years of my life never doing anything for myself, and I regret it. And I really think that that's why in this next decade or so, I'm going to be doing things for me because I spent 30 years not doing things for me. <laughs> I'm 29 and I've never done a single thing for myself. So live life to the fullest and don't care what other people think. 